Say something. Yo, can you hear me? Yeah. All right. Hold on. Let me. Cons, you can get for iPhone, so you can send your buddies uh, throttle fists and uh, Motion Pro and Stroker Industries, where you can get the trigger, so you don't spill gas all over your bike. You got anybody, Doug? <laughs> um, Clint Esposito, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Budweiser. <laughs> no, no, I don't have any more sponsors anymore. No. Just, uh, just work shit. <laughs> What's the protocol here on Curse? I'm guessing uh, it's all good since it is uh, online. Yeah, whatever. We don't care. All right. Um. Yeah, I've had people. I've scheduled people, and then they call me up, and they're like, "Hey, we can't get too crazy on here." <laughs> Look, just calm it down, man. I got sponsors. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, we don't really listen. We'll let you steer the conversation. Yeah. Hey. Well, it was great to see you this weekend, buddy. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so this is Doug Cossey. He, uh, I got fighting dogs over here. Go in the other room. Bethany, can you call him? There we go. They can attack each other in there. Sweet. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, Doug uh, and I, shit, when did we meet? Like 2000. So, yeah, I was thinking about that today. That was probably at that, that sketchy ass um, Bike Week show in Florida that, like, Jason Thorne's ramp broke. Remember? Like, for Bike Week? Yeah, and uh, who kept jumping it? Mad Mike. Mike. <laughs> <laughs> kept, like the sides were breaking off and it still jumped. <laughs> yeah, like the bottom left or one of the bottom wings broke off and he was just like, I just aimed to the other side and he's just whipping the shit yeah. out of it. <laughs> I don't even think he touched the landing the first time he jumped it. Like not even close. Somehow he didn't get hurt. He did that quite a bit though. Dude, uh, I did a show in Daytona with Mike. And, um, he was riding those cowies and dude, and he's like 200 pounds, 220 pounds. Yeah, just the rock. Yeah. And he's like, oh, bah, 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 bah. so I go, oh shit, you got to hit this hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't touch anything. Yeah. I was like 15 feet past the landing. Like, cause I think we like were the safety yeah i didn't even touch anything and i'm just like note to self never listen to mike jones hit anything for any life advice he's, he's, 
you met Mike for a reason. That's yeah. for sure. You know what the thing is that when I knew, um, or I know somebody that like raced with him and said that he never even drank. Really? Yeah. He was like, <laughs> he goes, Mike Jones? And I'm like, yeah, he's like, he never even drank. Because my friend that I um, rode with here, he was a partier, so he like, you know, uh, well, it's an older guy that raced super cross like in the 90s, local guy. But that's like who I basically I rode at his house from when I was like fifteen until eighteen or nineteen. So that's who like, and then I went and rode other tracks with him. Like he's like every Wednesday we go to other people's tracks. He liked to drink, so he was like, uh, he goes, "We'll use my van. I'll pay for gas. You gotta load the bikes and drive." And I was like, "Done deal." Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I get to ride like all the good tracks around here, like in New Jersey and Pennsylvania and stuff, and meet all the pro guys and stuff. But he was like, Jones never even drank. He's from Pennsylvania, right? Yeah. yeah. But I, I think they just met each other because uh, Mark did um, Supercross a bunch, so I'm sure that's probably where they... He, he didn't really like training or the outdoors, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I like that for some reason. I like. Yeah, you were, you were always way better at uh, outdoors, huh? I liked. I like rough stuff. You know, like tiring long motos. Like that's the shit I it's like. Probably like that Jersey sand shit you're used to. Well, I used to. We used to seek it out. We'd like go find the roughest track, like where there was whoops in the corners, and you couldn't even sit down at all. And that's where we'd do our motos. I hated that shit, man. <laughs> I did a Loretta Lynn's qualifier one time at Redbud. And I was like, fuck this track. <laughs> I mean, it, it was a cool track, like, to start out with, but, like, at the end of a million motos of, like, a Loretta's oh, qualifier, yeah. it was just literally, like, you would be doubling throughout the corner, like, on off-camera yeah. sections and stuff like that. And but at the end of, you know, four laps or whatever, you're just toast, dude. Like, I couldn't can breathe. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got to... Yeah, you got to put a lot into conditioning. It's weird that stuff kind of stays, because I still have pretty good cardio even after being like hurt and stuff when I just started getting back into stuff I could still had good cardio I think just from years and years and years of doing that but um I like that stuff I like beating myself up and being exhausted I yeah. need to beat myself up and be exhausted one day soon I guess it wasn't I guess it wasn't so much the cardio but just my arms man like uh, I always had a problem with arm pump like yeah I did too I can only remember like a couple years of racing. You know, I was never like, I was never going to go pro or anything like that as far as racing goes. But still, you know, I was like doing the right lens and stuff like that. Uh, I mean, arm pump was always just the issue. It was never like cardiovascular yeah. endurance. Well, like. you wrestled. Yeah, I think that, especially like doing arena crosses and stuff like that in the winter. I mean, I was in really good shape from wrestling. But yeah. Yeah, arm pump was, was the issue for sure. And I was like, fuck this, I'm going to do freestyle. <laughs> you got to ride through arm pump. That's the only way to get yeah. through, to get rid of it. So, like, I got to a point where arena cross was still really hard, and I didn't ride enough of them, really, I don't think, to settle in. But, like, outdoors, I would, or, like, whatever, local races. And still, I have to go and burn it out. Like, the first time I go out, I just push like crazy. My arms will pump up, take it easy for a little bit, and then push again, and then by, like, the next time I ride, it starts easing up for me. Yeah, that's something to do with, like, if you warm up. You know, I noticed that, like, if I would go run and then, like, take a break 
and then go ride, it would help out. Like it just like opens up your right. system. That probably makes yes. sense. That's why all those guys ride the bicycles now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, what are you yeah, doing? Sucks. You're tired. You're riding a bicycle, so you <laughs> go ride Bro, a you're bike. Tired when you get out there, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. Um. So where's the old uh, turbo nuts at? I don't know. He's uh, he said he was running late, so I don't know. What uh, maybe the kids swim practice? I don't know what the hell happened. You know, I met him um at a show in Florida, like maybe. 10 years ago it was like it was like a fair or something like that uh-huh. uh, and that's the only time I've, I've only met him oh I guess you no know, one time we went to uh, to Jason Rose place remember like um, JJ Romans was there, was there and watered himself up on that big ass jump that big ass dirt hit where uh, it's like a party out there yeah where did we ride oh uh, did I did we ride I wasn't riding but uh, yeah yeah, no, I wasn't riding. Actually, me and Kat just, just like drove up there to go to Chicago uh, for the weekend or whatever, and just went to that party. So I was like, I haven't seen everybody because after I like, kind of like stopped doing freestyle, everyone uh, got together at J Rose for that party, and I was like, shit, I'm gonna go to that. Just yeah, hang for out with his everybody. dad or something for his dad's birthday. Something like that. It was kind of like a Nelson Fest thing yeah. at uh, like across the street from Jason's house. Yeah, <clears throat> I don't. Re- I have such a bad memory. I don't remember that. Like, I, I kind of remember you being up there, but I don't remember all the circumstances of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we were telling some stories the other night. So Doug and I are going to uh, New Mexico. He's living in Tennessee. That's where Doug lives still. And we're driving to New Mexico like forever and this tractor trailer flips over. We don't actually like see it, but we were probably the third car to get there. And, yeah, we were uh, like <laughs> there was like two cars sitting there and that was it. <clears throat> and uh we run up to the uh truck, it's like on its side. And we helped pull the guy out from, we had to like lift the steering column up because it like yeah, we pinned to grab it. The steel and pry him out from under it. And we had to like rip the roof off of it yeah. to get it out. Remember that? Yeah. It was like cracked and we had to like pull it off. <laughs> so, <It was> crazy. <clears throat> then what we go to the, we go from that, we leave there and we go to a um, rest stop just to uh, clean up because you'd like recuperate. Yeah, and then he runs into uh, his favorite band, which he had their shirt on at the time, and they're in the uh, truck stop, and he's like, yo, this is my favorite band right here, like, get a picture of us. Like, I was literally pissing at the urinal, and I'm, I'm just standing there, and I look over like this, and I'm like, what the fuck? I don't know, you don't want to stare too long, you're at the urinal. Yeah. You don't want to be <laughs> weird him out, but when we went outside... I was, I was trying to make sure that it was him, and then sure enough, there's like a tour bus out there, and like I'd start recognizing people, and I'm like, damn, that's crazy. So we actually talked to him, gave him some FMX e-stickers and stuff, and uh, uh, shit, from there we drove, what, 30 more hours to Albuquerque, New Mexico. Albuquerque, New <laughs> Mexico. Like, that, that was like probably one of the craziest trips ever, just like those two random things having back-to-back on a trip. You know, it's I hardly shit. remember that show, because there was so I much- remember it. I, could, I, I remember exactly. I remember some shit from that show. What were we riding the box band? No, dude, we were in. Um, we were in my dad's gold truck. 
you know, the, the Duramax? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then we just had the takeoff, and then... Yeah, we rode to a it, shitty dirt landing. Yeah, it was pretty shitty dirt landing. Um, I wasn't super impressed with, with New Mexico. It was all right. I mean, I was, it was all right. <laughs> um, uh, you had a uh, um, <laughs> metal lady friend. <laughs> like the like the first Clint probably has the first ever internet he's like emailing some chick on a like, like email I got her it had to have been MySpace or something MySpace yeah he like MySpace some chick out with her teammates <laughs> I do remember that now yeah and that's not coming back to you yeah, I was like, who is this chick? Like, Yo, I was telling <laughs> people, I need to have, like, I need to do a podcast just of people telling me stories where I was, that I, <laughs> that I don't remember. <laughs> just my yeah, whole history. Like, you're I'm, a pioneer, man. You're a pioneer <laughs> of the Tinder age. <laughs> Only you can harness that. No, I was around Kenny, yo. Yeah, no shit. But I was around Kenny, and he, like, I don't know that he used a computer, but. <laughs> He's got a speed yeah. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never hung out with him very much. I mean, I've always heard, like, you know, this is his name around, especially from you, I guess, and Travis Willis. Yeah. Yeah, you got, like, it's funny. I was thinking about it earlier that, like, or maybe it's yesterday. I love the way Kenny talks, like, he, like, it's absolute. What he's saying right now is for sure. It's the word of God. Yeah, like, he always seems like he knows, and he'll say some crazy shit, like, <clears throat> he was smoking weed, and we're driving in the truck, this is the first time I wasn't really around anybody that smoked all the time, and he's just <laughs> driving in the truck, smoking, and ashing out the window, and he goes, you just gotta act like whatever you're doing, you're supposed to be doing. <laughs> So we pull, we pull into an intersection and there's a cop there guiding traffic and he rolls by him in ashes and stuff. And, it's just, and I was just like, what in the fuck? Dude, when I was like 17, uh, I went on uh, like my very first freestyle show. Like Marcus Bailey, remember him? Yeah. Did you ever do his show, Sam? Yeah. Um, okay. So somehow I got hooked up with him through Tyler Kyle from Intermediate okay. Cross. Yeah. I'm like 16 or 17 years old. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, you want to go up to, to Wisconsin? Like, I wanted to arena across jump contest or something like that. And they saw me with like a big, like a one-handed seat grab in, in like 2002. So it was like, it was all right. Um, but, uh, so Off yeah, the catapult? Like, to, huh? Off the catapult or whatever? Off yeah. the finish line double? Yeah. yeah. Sweet. Um, so I go, I'm like, they're like, you want to go out to Wisconsin and do a, do a freestyle show? I was like, hell yeah, how much does it pay? And they're like, it's 600 bucks. And I'm like, whoa, yeah. like, that's crazy. Like, I'm going to make 600 bucks for riding my dirt bike? Hell yeah, I'm going. Uh, so my dad was like, yeah, you can go, but I'm going with you. Um, so like me and my dad and Marcus Bailey, and I think it was like Will Kimbrough or something, or something like that. Um, all went up to uh, to, um, to Wisconsin, and Marcus and and Will are just blazing blunts the entire time. <laughs> Me and my dad are in the backseat. You know, I'm like 16 or 17, and like weed is very very strong to look down upon. You know what I mean? Like like this should not be even around the city, let alone Marcus driving down the road, just like so. I don't even ride dirt bikes, man. <laughs> so, Were you like, dad in there? 
He's like, I don't want to roll down the window. It's too cold outside. Like, <laughs> my dad was like staring me down. Like, he didn't say anything. But to my dad's like, to his credit, like he let it slide. But on the way back, actually, my dad sort of loosened up and just started laughing at all of Marcus's jokes. But yeah, he, they were like hotbox the whole thing up and down there. They didn't even ask. They didn't even like say anything. Yeah. It wasn't like. Yo, is this cool? I mean, I know that your dad's in the backseat and we got a 14 yeah. hour drive. But is it cool? He just plays a week the whole entire time. They're just like, this is what we do. <laughs> he thought, like, I don't know, like, I was just used to it. <laughs> but then, come to find out, I guess a couple, like, maybe two or three years later, we, we were supposed to go to Puerto Rico and uh, Marcus was supposed to meet me at the airport in, in Atlanta. And. I mean, yeah, so I'm like 19 or so. I go down there and no one shows up. He doesn't show up. He's not answering his phone, which isn't entirely unlike Marcus. Like, half the time he, he wouldn't answer the phone, half the time he wouldn't. But he never shows up. So I just get on the plane and go to Puerto Rico and I never hear anything from him. No one knows what happened. And I, I guess he ended up getting pulled over with like a couple pounds of weed or something in his truck. He went to jail for like 10 years or something Holy for shit. it. Yeah. And then, like, five years later, in the in Racer X, I mean, you know where, like, people ride into Racer X? Yeah. And uh, it's like, you know, I like that story or whatever. It was Marcus in the Racer X. He's, like, riding from prison. He's like, yeah, I used to ride dirt bikes, you know, and then I got arrested. And I'm in prison. I can't wait to get out, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I know when he got arrested. <laughs> I was like, that was when we were supposed to go meet at the airport, which is crazy, man. That dude was funny as shit, though. He was probably, probably on par with Jeff Winstead, like, funny wise or close maybe just a little bit below dude i do remember i don't, I can't remember where i met him but yeah i remember him being just like <laughs> yeah super funny the whole time just very animated and just like yeah you're just like what he's is like, like, a, like he's like he reminded me of like cheech and chong like just <laughs> being looks and acts. he's like yeah, yeah cool we would always play rock paper scissors for who would hit the ramp first because it was always some sketchy <laughs> fucking shit i'm talking about like landings four feet lower than the takeoff and like wood ramp I mean this is like O two, you know what I mean yeah. and we're in Indiana like Evansville Indiana or something you know so it was always super sketch but you know yeah. those were the times <laughs> yeah that's the thing like I don't know I, I almost think you're well not anymore because now they're doing crazy shit but well they do have airbags and stuff so maybe that's evening evening it out but i'm like you might as well just be a little gnarlier and do better shows because it gets ends up getting gnarly riding some shitty shit with some little teeny landing yeah like just like throw like those the helicopter in, in uh oh man can you make it a little more dangerous yeah. <laughs> like just might as well make it a little bit more dangerous you know that's kind of like um uh it was it Clifford out of Tante? Like everyone's like, he's so good, but he's just like so smooth. So yeah. you know, every trick is just clean as shit, and it just looks boring. And I'm like, man, I kind of get that. That's the stupidest statement happens. ever. Yeah. Huh? Like that's the stupidest statement ever. If yeah. if yeah. you make something look, look like easy. really easy and just land in perfect on everything, like I don't know, what are you gonna like? What are you supposed to do, like? <laughs> I don't understand. I, I I thought that was awesome. Like he was always super dialed. <clears throat> you know, that's yeah. the thing is it it freestyle is always gonna come down to someone's opinion. And yeah, I mean it's a subjective sport. That's it's just like any other judge, right? Endeavor. Yeah, it makes it difficult, and it's always uh, you know, an opinion. Well. 
you know, like Javier doesn't get judged that good for those surfer takeoffs. Dude, I think those are gnarly as shit. Super gnarly. Yeah. Why is there only two people, three people doing them? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, cause shit's scary. I don't want to stand on my seat and go no. off of anything. <laughs> I don't even want to stand on my seat on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Let alone go off seventy-five foot ramp, kick the thing, you know, do a backflip, kick Push it out. Flip. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me, but. Yeah, it's crazy to see Javier's progress, man. He's just doing so good. I mean, I, he was always really good. Yeah. Like, even back when we were doing the IFMAs. But, yeah, he's doing really well. Proud of him. I remember the IFMAs where he first, he was flipping for a little while, and he wasn't getting paid to flip there. And Tom's Alves was. And then Javier came and just started ripping flips off both ramps and doing all these tricks, and Alves was just like, <laughs> not impressed like you're so mad about it and I'm like what are you gonna do like you know and, and I've told you know Javier before or I've asked him one time I was like why you know why are you thrown down this hard and he said because he goes every time I ride it may be someone's first time seeing me and I want them to see me at my best yeah. That's literally his response. And I'm like, you're way cooler than I am. Yeah, it's you got to ride your operating on another level. Here. <laughs> I'm like, every time I ride, I don't want to get hurt and I want to get paid. I don't want to die. <laughs> <laughs> as long as I live through this, cool. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Half the time, that was a big if. Uh, he's like. Especially like that show I was telling you about, that first show. It was a, it was a wood takeoff. The land, there the, the landing, and I mean the 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 runout was like it's literally like twenty feet. I mean, yeah, I'm not exaggerating. Twenty like twenty feet, and they built up. They're like they built a berm so you could turn right after it. Yeah. Like, all right. AKA and ramp. All yeah, it was just all <laughs> like that was the only dirt, and the rest of it was just all concrete with like loose dirt sprinkled all over top of it, and then they sprayed a bunch like a shitload of coke syrup. I'm not talking about like misted it. I'm talking about like like Too hundreds much of gallons everywhere. Huh? Too yeah. much to drive. So, so then it just never dried out. So you just slide everywhere. And even off the ramp, like you'd have to just build up so much momentum that it would go off the ramp. You just hold it. Cause if you gas it off the ramp, you'd be like, hmm? you know, was <laughs> it plywood. Yeah. It was plywood. Painted? Uh, I don't think it was. Ooh, if I remember, just man, straight plywood after you rode through fucking wet Coke syrup. White coke syrup sick. with like with like <laughs> some like dust on Crumbly it. Crumbly dirt on it. Sick. Yeah, just like a plywood takeoff that was like a wet. <laughs> a dirt land is like this steep, and then a twenty foot twenty foot down uh, run out, and then a berm. Sick. And uh, surprisingly, I cased it um, <laughs> at one point. Yeah, it hurt my my ankle a little bit. Who would have thought that would happen on that kind of setup, man? That professional dialed-in type situation. Listen, to anybody listening to this, if you're going to ride polished concrete, Coke syrup, as long as the concrete is dry, absolutely works. But you have to mist it super fine. Yeah. And then it will pull your shoes off your feet. But if you, I've seen Troy Kuzma, first time he came to Ramp to Ramp, dumped Hawaiian Punch on the floor and started mopping it out. And I was like, dude, 
We're not going to be able to ride that for like, we may not even practice on it. I'm pretty sure we didn't practice on it. We rode it later in the show. It finally dried out, but I was like, you got, so I took the bottle and I just missed it as fine as you could. And it would just get so tacky. Literally pull yeah. your shoes off your feet. Yeah. But once we started using the, we had the AstroTurf on that. Yeah. A couple of the ramps ramp by FMA tours and that shit mm-hmm. was like prime time, man. Like, yeah. You could hit it from anywhere. Well, they went to, um, uh, I'm not sure if they pulled the dashers out. They may have pulled one side of dashers out, but they eventually went to running that like, uh, it was freestyle something or other. It was all just freestyle, I think. But it, they ran it on the ice with the AstroTurf on top of it. Which was oh, actually, you know what? I saw, like, uh, they like demoed that down in Florida. Well, right? no. So we demoed it the very first time it was tried. Yeah. was in Kansas City, Missouri. And uh, it was, like, me, uh, Gary Robertson, Jason Rowe, uh, Steve Wagner maybe Cody and we went there and they um they had the AstroTurf down on top of the ice they were trying to get rid of having to melt the ice move it out move back in because they have to rent a building for those extra days so they wanted to do it with the ice still in there so they wanted to see if it was even feasible so we went there and uh rode the AstroTurf on top of the ice and it they're like Trying, you know, we're buying this at turf. Try and tear it up. So we just start all hauling ass around the thing, trying to get it to move and stuff, breaking. And it's like ultimate traction. So uh, then uh, for lunch, they we went and had lunch. They rolled all the uh, AstroTurf off, took our wheels, went and mounted ice spikes on them, and then came back. We put um, rubber stripping over the uh, takeoff. The landing had Ast- um, AstroTurf on it, but we put rubber stripping on the takeoff. And then I uh, went and collected all the um, tools for the front tire because I knew that that was, took the longest to get on. So Gary, I had already taken them and I'd look around and Gary Robertson is over at the toolbox. And he's look, he's got the rear wheel stuff and he, he's digging around in there and he goes, all oh, the front wheel stuff. And he looks over and I'm holding it and he's like, oh, you bastard. So, 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 te- yeah, so technically I'm the first person ever to jump ramp to ramp on ice because I, we swapped to, I said, listen, just give me the tools after you're done. We'll swap. I said that way. You, so I knew that all I had to do was put slide my rear wheel in, slide the axle through, and I was good to go. So I wrote, I got out a little bit before him, and I hit the ramp, and then here he comes bailing out. But we tested it on the ice with just the rubber on the face of the ramp, which, I mean, it worked, but it wasn't fucking That's a little super weird, right? Like, just so much traction. Well, yeah, you go from to all of a sudden it's like, you know, the ramp itself. I guess they're probably not much different than like um, the uh, diamond uh, raised expanded. Yeah, expanded metal. I mean, if you had some like sand, say you were in sand and then hit a uh, expanded metal ramp, it'd probably be similar to that. Yeah. Um, but within a couple minutes, we were to the concrete. You just chewed to through the ice. There was only like 
five inches of ice. So you were through it to the concrete in no time. But I was, I was like, I was like, please don't make this Disney on ice with freestyle. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, we don't know what's yeah, gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Nothing ever happened with that, right? Mm-mm. Probably because we just tore through the ice so fast. Yeah, I mean, then you then you don't have any call for the spikes, anyways. Or yeah, yeah well, then it just sucks all around because you're just spinning just on. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. What is up with uh with the, that circus thing that raised you? Know? I haven't really kept up too That's much. That's J Rose like, deal. Huh? J Rose got that deal. Oh, cool. So um, I've been doing it for a while, right? Yeah, last, so somebody else was doing it, and then uh, Ray uh, Bennett. Well, Ray was doing it for whoever had it before, which was I think uh, Jonathan Dominguez maybe had it, and he was using Ray and a couple other guys, and then. Um, Jonathan lost it to Jason, and then Jason obviously is friends with. Obviously, Ray must not have been the issue, so they allowed him to come back. And him and Jason are obviously good friends, so. Oh, something happened, they had to change. Yeah, some people crashed and stuff, and then, I don't know, partying too hard, maybe. I'm not sure what happened. Oh, no way! <laughs> I can't imagine that. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Like, literally every single time, there's like 12 of us on tours. I mean, I mean I'm mean, i sure some people listening have uh, have done this and like travel around and made up with other people on weekends. But we're like 12, 18, 19-year-old kids traveling the country for the first time ever. We got a decent amount of money. We're riding dirt bikes, having fun. And then just like getting fucking shithoused everywhere. Like, as soon as we meet up, we're all like, ah, just like tackling each other and like taking shots. And like, it was definitely one they toured around with all the freestyle dudes. It was probably one of the funnest things well, that's, that's ever happened in my life. <laughs> yeah. And that's just the thing so is that whenever you went to a show, it was the first time seeing somebody in a while. So you always yeah. got overexcited and you know what I mean? Like, championship drinking belt yeah i remember that yeah i won it i only saw him one night that uh one day hey, that Sean won it once if i remember correctly i'm sure <laughs> i'm sure that's a fact that's really a fact um shit well oh i was thinking about that uh arena cross we did to that little ass landing that was like literally six, six, yeah, exactly. It was like six foot tall, the landing. Yeah. And it was literally, and it was an arena cross jump landing. Like it was just round pile of dirt. 
Yeah. Oh, I was thinking about the other one in Mississippi, or not another one in Mississippi. Yeah, I know which one you're talking about. Where you end up bailing Smith. off. Me, you, and Paul Smith. No, was I flipping? No, I'm thinking about the one just you and I did. Oh, okay. And you ended up bailing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Your bike cut off, I, you jump off, and then the dude's like, hey, uh, you don't have to flip if you don't want to. And I was like, Psh. Fuck this. We ain't having this discussion later. So I just yeah. was like, <laughs> I go, hold on. And I just turned around and I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm just going to go long. Like the landing was literally so small that you only had, you had to case it to catch landing. Yeah, you literally had to hang your back wheel on top yeah. of it. And so. Otherwise yeah, you were I, in the pocket. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, my bike like totally just blubbed off the face of it and I jumped. If I, if I remember correctly, it's it came down on the backside and just like stuck and kind of stood up. There. It was tacky. Yeah. I oh. saw Derek Cook do that one time in Jackson, or yeah, Jacksonville, Florida, at IFMA. I wasn't riding it, but he like he he did a really good run, and then at the, I think at the very end of it, his bike just gave out and he oh. jumped off to the side, and his bike literally it was sand, you know, yeah. in Jacksonville, and just stuck like this. It just didn't move; it was just completely upright, just just chilling. Yeah. <laughs> It's crazy. <laughs> so Doug jumps off his bike. It sticks in the dirt. I turn around. The promoter's like, hey, you don't have to flip it if you don't want to. And I'm like, no way. I'm getting full pay. So yeah. I turn around, and I'm like basically just committed to I'm going to – I'm pretty sure I'm just going to flip this to flat. And uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I come off – I pull – and I come off and I look, dude, and it's like the best landing the entire time. And the whole, the whole time, the whole day. And I was just like, and just was like, thank you, thank you, and just rode back off the floor. Peace. Yeah, that was it. Got full pay. But yeah. that, you know what? That's the thing is that it's like, that's how that shit, that's the reality of it. Everybody's like, I don't know. I mean, maybe at bigger stuff, they, they, you know, like X fighters, they ask everybody and they help and they, and they're like, okay, we want to change this and that. And everybody comes up with stuff that they're fine with. And you get some little promoter in the middle of wherever. And that's not how that shit goes. It's like, no, it's, they don't want to say anything. it's raining. And then it, you're on concrete or you're on whatever pavement uh, sealed pavement, which is always good when it's wet. And now yeah. it's rained all day, metal to metal. And as soon as it stops, they go, okay. What's up, guys? This is a Joe in, uh, show in your hometown in Jersey. Yeah, they're like, hey, <laughs> what's up, guys? And you're like, uh, it's not actively raining, but like, fuck, it's still running water yeah. across the parking lot. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we did that show in Atlanta at the Atlanta Motor Speedway that we did. At least they had, like, those NASCAR blow dryer things yeah. that helped us. <clears throat> but then when it would rain, like, once every 45 minutes, just enough to, to wet it, it seemed like. <laughs> they came by with those jet dryers. It was, like, um, yeah. diesel fuel or something, like those, like a ready heater that you put in your garage. It was like that, but they were pointed down. And they literally, they had, like, a big, like, a fan, like a... Um, wide like channel that it come out in the back was like probably 10 feet wide and they literally run down our our run in like once and it was that was it it was dry 
No, we had one we did um car show and they end up doing a burnout contest right next to the runway and then they wet it down for I guess for it to smoke more or something. I don't know why they wet it down. Well the water's just there's like a big like trail running across the running and they're like, Okay, you guys are next and I'm like, uh like <laughs> Well, the problem is the person I was with, I, I was like, hey, dude, like, I go and ask the guy, the guy goes, we, we have uh, leaf blowers here, which is whatever, I've made it work before. So, yeah, I've uh, had to do that before. Well, too. I go over and he goes, they left. And I go, what? <laughs> he was like, they're not, <laughs> they're not here anymore. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> you don't have a key? No? All right, cool. And then the other dude's like, well, we're, uh, I'm going to jump. Yeah. Cool. Sweet. I know. There's always someone, and I've been I've been that one, too. I remember. Nelson Fest. Well, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Nelson Fest. That was because we were all drunk. That was probably one of the dumbest things you've ever done. Nelson was it Fest you, was like, or was it Lance that jumped at first? It, was, it, was, it might have been Lance, but uh, it's one of us. But it had been raining all day, and we were just so pumped. We put on this, we, some background. We put on. This like yearly event called Nelson Fest at my buddy Jason Fulgham's house. He's got his place where we ride. Um, we got ramps set Nelson. up there. Yeah, his nickname's Nelson because back in the day he had this long, sweet ass hair, this <laughs> this golden blonde hair like that band Nelson and Nelson. So I guess that stuck. Um, he's like probably one of my best friends. He's he's uh, probably my best friend. He's uh, he's gone all over the country, all over the world with, with me. Um, just going to shows and stuff. But anyways, he's got this land down in um, uh, Eagleville, Eagleville, Tennessee. Eagleville, yeah. <laughs> Good old Eagleville. Um, so he's got a track out there, uh, land, a huge landing. I'm talking about this landing has been built up 10 times over. There's probably enough dirt in there to build a whole Supercross track. It's wide as hell. Yeah, it's wide as hell. And we throw a party out there every year um, and just get like a bunch of, like, uh, you know, kegs of beer. Um, Little moon we have, let's have a bunch of metal bands like Destroy, Destroy, Destroy. Um, Tony Danza, Tab Dance Extravaganza played. Um, just like actually pretty damn good metal bands. We have a stage set up uh, right next to right next to the ramp, uh, takeoff ramp and landing. And we and we at night we would, you know we had these big light towers and we just ride all night. You know what I mean? Like just get wasted. Have all our friends come out and. Uh, and yeah, just have a blast. And um, <laughs> where'd you go? <laughs> I had to get water. <laughs> yeah, you're here. Um, but yeah, I know it's We were so hyped about it that it uh, it started raining like halfway through, and well, we were so pumped to ride. ride there was all these people there, and like uh, all, like literally like probably probably fifteen hundred people there. Or, Yo, monsoon. When he says rain, he's under he's underplaying it. Monsoon. Like I bet we had five inches of rain during the day yeah um but we were just so pumped about riding like uh like imagine one of the worst mud races you've ever been in and that's what it was going up to the ramp so you'd be coming around just slip and slide <laughs> sideways and we made like a hundred passes at it and then i think it was probably lance he was just like i think it was because we all took a break because we didn't think we were going to ride anymore and when we started drinking and then when we started drinking more and more we're like Fuck it, we'll go hit it, man. Like, we're not gonna, not gonna let this go to waste. So we start hitting it and just greasing it. Over Wasn't there even two ramps? 
Because there was two hands. The shorter one. Because I remember being like, I'll jump that shorter one or whatever. And then, of course, somebody's just like, bah! Hit the big one. Yeah, just go a little wider. I was like, you motherfucker. After that, like, we started doing tricks. I mean, I wish I had a video of that, dude, because it was pretty gnarly with, like, just mud, like, mud flying everywhere, going up to the ramp. And then hitting it, like, sliding all the way up to it, hitting it, like, doing a heart attack or something like that. Getting back on and then like sliding. So anyways, yeah. we did this for a while. Stop, have drinks, keep doing it again. And then of course, like, uh, you know, I get pretty drunk and then crash at the end of Pretty it. sure I was done. And then... Yeah, I, I think riding. I did a seat grab or something or a heart Shirtless. attack. And then when I grabbed the bike, it just like slipped off because, you know, there's mud everywhere. Imagine imagine grabbing on the seat. With were the you mud. not shirtless? I'm pretty sure I was I'm shirtless. I'm pretty sure you were shirtless, and you landed yeah. on your foot peg or something with, like, your yeah, side. Yeah, so the bike, like, slops <laughs> down sideways, and I come down, and I got, like, those fast way pegs with the, uh, uh it's screws. just, like, screws in them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and so I land, and, and just, like, cuts me, like, from the bottom to the top of my stirrup. I still have a pretty, pretty good scar right there from that. Um, but then, I mean, no one gave a shit. We were all just having so much fun. Yeah. And then we shut it down after that, and just proceeded to get completely wasted actually brody wilson drove like 30 something hours to that wasn't that that same he didn't he didn't want to even jump in the mud (laughs) i think that was the one like brody was there yeah i think brody was there and bray was there too i think so the probably because there was a bunch of people the other one was that i came down there and rode was two weeks after i had neck surgery Mm. do you remember that uh i mean I remember them all, but they all kind of blend together. Who did? Was it you, me, and Bitter Zicky? Uh, just the three of us at Nelson Fest? No. Well, then who rode? Uh, I had camo shorts on. It was a yeah, but you, you always had camo shorts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I actually don't have any pants right now, so I went to English Town. I rode. I had camo shorts on. I think that's awesome. Actually, I think that's awesome. I saw someone else the other, um, the other day, like people, you know, I think it's like Vinny Carbone or somebody like that, just riding like wow. flannels and Parsons and uh, people like that. So, I like it. So I think there needs to be... Parsons is um, wearing a canvas print. Canvas, yeah, yeah. But I think there's got to be some sort of backlash because like the, the metal militia thing and freestyle as a whole was a backlash to like to 90s motocross, which is, you know, 90s motocross is badass. Like with one of my favorite eras of motocross. Yeah, but sure. now, then there was a backlash to the freestyle, and it has been for a really long time. And it's all, you know, like everyone has wants to look exactly like a racer and have their little tiny numbers in their side plates and all yeah, that shit. What's that about? <laughs> You're doing freestyle, dude. Why you got no free numbers on yours? You know, it's like, it's basically like, yo, I can ride tracks too. Just so you know, I can ride tracks too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, guy, we get it. Yeah. Uh, um, but I think it's time for a backlash against that again. You know what I mean? Like the, everything ebbs and flows, and I think it's time for a freestyle backlash. Well, uh, do you think Colby Raha is the beginning of that? I think that his riding could be. I don't think he has the personality to launch a, like a sincere, like, you know, off-camera. Well, his mentor is Link. Yeah, he's over there with Link, I know. I think I think Raw is, is gnarly as shit, but yeah. I mean he's just he's like a quiet dude, which is awesome. But yeah. I, I, you know he's not like he Deacon was, and, and the, Deacon was in the early in the early two thousands or something like that. You know, or yeah. late nineties. 
or Metzger, you know what I mean? Or these personalities that like draw someone in. You know what the thing is? I think like Deegan's stuff was a little more of a plan. I think Metz was just Metz. Metz was just Metz, yeah. (laughs) He wasn't like, he was just like being Metz. Like I think Deegan was like, I'm going to be the dickhead because they need a villain or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, everyone sort of, that was such a weird time too because everyone sort of had like uh, like their own personality. It was like, uh, the cowboy, Kenny Bartram. Yeah. Travis, the golden boy. Yeah, who's, who's your dad? <laughs> well, Ronnie Renner. He does the worm. <laughs> uh, it was like wrestling almost, you know? Yeah. And then, the militia. Uh, the bad yeah. boys. The bad boys of the militia. Remember they tried to do that on the ramp to ramp? Give everybody, like, nicknames or whatever? You know what that yeah. shit was about? Like, they were trying to like, see if they could build names for us, like, monster trucks, and just okay, earn like, that moniker. Truck. And then exactly. make, make T-shirts with the bad boy or whoever on it, you know. Well, that's what they did. I've made probably made a lot of money. I mean, Kitty Borchardt shirts were huge. I that. Well, so here was the issue. I remember. Uh, I think it was Renner. Renner had um, basically done the IFMAs, and then he started doing X Games and stuff. So then he didn't go. Uh, they didn't, he didn't go back, and a bunch of guys didn't go. Like Nate didn't go back to the IFMAs because their purse is shit. So they were like, "Why are we gonna make the this um, merchandise and promote these guys, and then they just leave us?" And I'm like, "Cause they're leaving you for a bigger fucking tour, dude. Like, how do you not get it? Yeah, yeah." So they were trying to just make names and stuff, basically like they're doing with the trucks now. They own the names of all the trucks. They just pay these people to ride in them. Something yeah. happens, you're replaceable. Yeah. Actually, fuck, there's six of them a weekend. Yeah, there's different trucks with the same name everywhere. Exactly. Yeah. So. You know, I get that for, for, for monster trucks. And I mean, I'm not knocking monster trucks, but let's be honest, the skill level for driving a monster truck isn't exactly the same as jumping a dirt bike and doing backflips and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's not as easily... Well, and the danger. Yeah, just the straight up. It's not if you're going to get hurt, it's when you're going to get hurt and how bad. You know, three stuff. Monster trucks, I mean, hell, Tom Ince is badass. He has some cool shit in a truck. but I'm sure he's had injuries, but nothing like like life-threatening. You know I mean? You got a roll cage. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Or like you or I have even had. Yeah, and I would say there's people with way worse shit, but probably most monster truck guys haven't dealt with the amount of. Yeah, the only thing I could see them having really is like back stuff for sure. Yeah, I um, we had a uh, a ride monster truck which was actually like Bigfoot. I remember that. Yeah, you bought one. Yeah, so it was a um like a Ford 460 motor, some like power glide or some shit. But in like Bigfoot, it was Bigfoot six, seven, or eight. It was one of those, and um, it was an old Leaf Spring one. And right after I had gotten hurt with my did my shoulder, my femur, I knocked myself out for like I don't remember like twenty four hours. So I started driving the monster, just doing rides, and um, we booked a show where I was supposed to crush a car. So I roll over the car and it was like 
kind of rough and they're like hit it a little harder or whatever so i hit it harder and it comes off of the damn thing like you couldn't compress it was dump truck suspension yeah. like you could not compress it it didn't even give i might as well have been rigid and i just come off and it like bounces and whips my head back i had a helmet on but the roll cage was right behind the seat i smoke my head off the fucking <laughs> roll cage i almost knocked myself out again and i'm just like Oh my god. So I talked to Dan Runty and he like drove uh Bigfoot for thirty something years. And I was like, Hey, did you ever drive one of those leaf spring trucks? And he goes, Yeah. Not he said something, maybe not for very long. And I said or he said no. And I said, Do you have back problems? I said, Because I can't, I rode one over some cars. And I said, I can't imagine anybody that drove one of those things not having back issues. He goes, Not for very long. He goes, yeah. I, I only drove him a couple I, times. I can totally see that. Yeah. You know, they made a monster truck. I don't know if it, like, how long it lasted, but like when you get to, like, you stood up and drive it. Did yeah. So, that? yeah. Somebody rode dirt bikes or something. And they went to uh, monster trucks and they set it up like a dirt bike. Hmm. I would be interested in seeing that. Yeah. That sounds crazy. There was another one with a paralyzed dude, uh, airborne. That dude's paralyzed. He's just driving it all by hand. I guess it doesn't matter. Then at that point, if you're already back, you're good. That's true. He He's like, I guess the guy's standing too. He's like strapped in, standing. So he's just, which is probably way better. I thought that like they made one where you just like stand up and it's got like a hoop around you. And uh, I don't know. Let's not get fucking too far into monsters. <laughs> <laughs> How big are them uh, tires? Look at them tires, boy. Dang. Yeah. Flip that. Flip that. Dude, I was at a show one time and there's a guy in the stand. He's sitting there with his girlfriend and he's going, do backflip. Like, yes. like there was, there was like a big enough hole where he was sitting that you could see him and he kept yelling stuff. And he's like, Flip, flip. And I was like, so the way the monster truck show was set up, the first round we didn't flip. And it was Chuck and I. And we were both flipping at the time. They had both of us flipping there. So this dude's like, uh, do flip, do flip. And I was like, you know, nodding at him. He's going, you can't. You can't. You know, so the, the, the first round we stop and we're riding out. And he's just like, you know what I mean? So then the next round... We do like two, three hits each, and then we just start, Chuck and I start ripping a bunch of flips. And I like first one, I just roll, you know, ride back, and I was like pointing at it. He was like so dejected. <laughs> He's been talking shit to his girlfriend for a fucking hour and a half. <laughs> he probably had his Metal Militia shirt on. He was like, fuck oh, these guys. Bro. Sick, bro. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess. I, from what I heard, getting back to the metal militia thing, uh, Link Goggle is like kind of trying to do some like revamping of the militia brand or something. Yeah. You're, I guess, have you heard anything more about that? Um, I know that, uh, I mean, allegedly, I know allegedly that. I know for a fact that allegedly. <laughs> exactly. It works 100% of the time, 60% of the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so at one point, Link was out of the 
militia. And now he's back in. So that's why Deegan started, um, he was starting heavy hitters. Remember that shit way back in the day? Yeah, and now it's like Deegan 38. Exactly. I think he's not even involved with the militia anymore. I'm they, not sure if he doesn't just... It to like La Jolla group. Right, exactly. But I maybe he doesn't have anything. Maybe he collects a percentage. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't... They sell stuff? Like, I mean, do they still sell metal militia shirts? At this like, point, so, I don't know. Like, it's like Billabong or some shit now. You know what I mean? Like, well, so it's the La Jolla owns Billabong. And which makes complete sense. There you go. And a couple other ones. It was like Billabong and... Yeah. I can't I remember. Know. Hurley, something like that. Like a couple of those. So basically that's what they were trying to do with Metal Militia. I don't know. I did see some somebody on Saturday before we met you actually in the, ho- the hotel across the street, the whatever the fuck it was, we went in the bar in there and some guy was sitting there with a Metal Militia shirt on. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Midtown, or downtown Manhattan. Well, so he was in some like tour bus or something. There was a bus outside, and I guess they stopped there for people to eat or something. I don't know what was going on. But I, I later looked out the window, and I saw him standing at the bus with his bag. So. Fucking tourists. Uh, Fucking tourists, man. I'm tired of these fucking tired tourists. Of this shit. Tired of it. Yo, Locals uh, only. Well, I had a lot of fun. We, uh, me and Clint met up this weekend in New York City. Shit, yeah. Uh, I was up there on a little little bit of business slash fun. Um, got to go see the New York Red Bulls play in Jersey, which was the stadium was insane. Is it? The top, like, it's not a huge stadium because it's like just a soccer stadium, but everything in there is Red Bull. Like the 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 top of the, the dome, it's not like a dome, the top of the stadium has got a huge bull and sun up there. In the in the, uh, the seats, in the stands, like, it's like blue, blue, and then a huge bull and sun, and then blue, like, made out of all the different seats, like, they're pixels. Oh, sure. And we got to, uh, we got to go to, like, this badass suite. Um, so, Doug like, works for Red Bull, for people that also don't know. Yeah, well, so, I worked, I work for um, a distributor in in Tennessee, and I manage the Red Bull, um, like the brand with um, with one other person uh, for the whole for the state of Tennessee. So it's like Knoxville, Chattanooga, Nashville, and Memphis. So events like like Red Bull Flute Talk, um, you know, uh, <laughs> more than thinking of uh, Red Bull sounds like stuff like that that comes to Tennessee. It was like big or small, I'll be involved with that, but mostly it's like working with the distributor, um, with the uh, with the Red Bull people and you know, dealing with accounts and stuff like that. So that's pretty cool. But anyway, so we were up in New York um, for a trip with all the other people, some of the other people from the distributor and all the other Red Bull people, and just had a blast, man. Like from the time we got there from Friday afternoon to Sunday morning was just boss the law, like fun and drinking. And then Clint came and met up with us. And we went to the village, and we went to this little bar on top of, uh, uh, we went to a couple places actually, but we tried to go to this really cool uh, New York bar that was like, you had to go to the back of the Five Guys Burger. And, like, well, it was supposed like, to be a speakeasy. Yeah, speakeasy, but it's really just a stairwell on the back of a fucking blasted yeah. place. With a, no <laughs> one's speaking easy, and they got fucking uh, rap like music wine, blaring, but, yeah. <laughs> it was like, here's the bar. <laughs> um but yeah, we walked up there and it was so packed and we turned around and came back. Um, 
Where did we eat? What was the name of that place? Well, I guess we didn't eat, but uh, Andrew uh, and Kachin. Yeah. Too. I don't remember. So that we was on like Cuba Street. That's like a cool little area. There's a bunch of comedy clubs. That whole street littered with comedy clubs. That's in Greenwich Village. So, um, it's, I've been super lucky because everyone that I work with at, at Red Bull and the distributor is like awesome. You met a bunch of them when you're up there, but a couple of people like Andrew really, really reminds me of you because he's like just like a funny, solid dude, you know what I mean? Um, so, it's a pretty cool, pretty cool place to work. And uh, nice transition. Yeah, so Doug is super smart. He's he's just super good at whatever on paper. I'm the opposite. I'm retarded <laughs> on paper. And Doug like has all these degrees and stuff. And then he was going to school to be a lawyer for a little while. And then finally he's like, fuck that shit. I'm not doing that. And then he was like, I talked to somebody from actually that was from whatever felled like five companies ago uh that worked for that went to red bull and doug kept in contact with him and was has for years was bartending like with all these fucking degrees and he's just like waiting on this red bull job <laughs> well that's kind of kind of happened uh yeah i was i was bartending but um i was also doing infrastructure for red bull which is like setting up events i actually did like loretta lens and uh, a couple of motocross events um, uh, like I said, a lot of sound select stuff. So, like any like bars or tables, um, anything that's Red Bull branded for events, I would sort of organize how I got to and from there, set up all that kind of stuff, which isn't that great. And obviously, when I took the job, I was like, this is way below what I want to be doing, but hopefully, I can do this for a little while, like maybe a year, and bartend and uh, and make some enough connections to where I need in. Well, it's really freaking hard to get a job at Red Bull. Even when you have a job, with them. Um, so it took it took longer, it took like four years. But the bartending at, at one of the like best music venues in Nashville really sort of prepared me for the position that I'm in now because I work a lot with bars and venues and learning about music venues and the way bars operate and everything like that. And then also having the experience of the Red Bull brand and what they expect. And then also having all the all the old school freestyle motocross and knowledge about the action sports stuff all combined is what really got there to in this position um but uh you know i i want i want to feel like I'm, i want to keep keep moving and and learning and like moving into a higher position but i don't want to try to go too fast i want to learn a whole lot while the time when I, i'm in this position but i feel like I, it took me so long to get here i want to move quickly you know what i mean like it took four years of basically you know i told you you know i went on probably i went on a lot of interviews um and not, I just, even know. not just Red Bull with a bunch of other with other companies, but it just took a long time for me to actually land a gig. So I'm really pumped about where I'm at now and hopefully moving up. I didn't realize that you were doing the anything with them at all. All I kept whenever like you and I, I would say you're probably one of my best friends. Period. But we don't necessarily talk all the time. But it's yeah. like whenever we talk, we're like it's like whatever nothing ever nothing <laughs> ever happened so yes. every time i would talk to you it was like i'm going on an interview yo what's up i'm going on this interview 
oh this that and i'm just like holy fuck this <laughs> he's just like yeah you well know. seen yeah it wasn't just and uh yeah i was doing the infrastructure thing but it was tough because like it was, as far as i was in law school and um, after the first semester i i didn't really even want to go to law school I, I, I thought I did. I took the test. I was all pumped about it. What was your then, original, what was your original, like you had a marketing. degree before that. Okay, marketing. Marketing, yeah. Um, and then I was writing, you know, all throughout college. And then after I graduated college, I pretty much just did shows. Like was just doing freestyle with you, like and stuff like that. And then had my ramp, my takeoff and landing and everything. But it was just so sporadic and then with injuries and stuff. And, you know, I wasn't, like, on top of the sport. I, was, I mean, I could have made a, a living if I never got hurt. Yeah. But it just, long-term, it just didn't make any sense. So, I don't know, I'll go to law school. So, I, I got got accepted to a pretty good law school. Um, but when it get closer and closer, and I'm having to sign loans and all this kind of stuff, I'm like, I don't think I want to do this. And then, I like, asking advice from other people, they're like, you got to do it. You have to do it. Like, just take the leap. Take the leap. You know, just do it. I'm like, mm, I don't think this is right. You got to do it. So I felt like a lot of pressure to do it. I went the first semester. Honestly, I didn't put my whole heart into it. You know, I didn't try nearly as much as I should have. Um, and then, like, on the second semester, they were like, well, if you get these same grades the next time, you'll, you'll be on academic probation. I'm like, all right. So the second semester, I just barely, like, I went half, like, some of the time. And then finally, I just sort of fade. Like, you know, like, you ghost a girl that you don't really want to see. Like, you just sort of slowly fade away. That's basically what I did a lot. So I'm just like... I'm just not going to go back there as much and then just stop going. Um, so after that, I, was, I knew that I didn't want to do that, but I didn't know what I, what I wanted to do except, you know, stay involved with dirt bikes somehow or, or brands that were involved with motocross. And I tried to pull every student that I could, tried to show that I could work, tried to tell people that I could move to California, that I could move to other places. And no one really gave a shit. So I was like, well, I'll just start from the bottom and get in any way I can. So I applied for a... Uh, in the infrastructure position, which is just an hourly part-time gig, and then uh, and but luckily I got put on at Mercy Lounge, which is like one of the best music venues in, in Nashville through my uh, through my wife, and I, that was really what paid the bills. But I had to do that for four years, and through that that four years had family and like my mom and dad and and, and other people telling me like you need to stop doing this, like you need to figure something out. I went down to like to stay with my brother for a couple of weeks to to make some money when I didn't have any work and stuff like that. And they're like, you can't just wait on these people and they're not going to give you a job. And I mean, it's not their responsibility to give me a job, but I just thought it would work out. So when it, once it did, it was nice to kind of be like, not fuck you, but inside just be like, ah, you know, yeah. like just <laughs> what's up? Pump you. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's, yeah, it was pretty crazy. Just and like just unnerving, you know what I mean? For four years and being like, this is this a waste of time? Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, you know what the thing is, the, I mean, and this is what I've always done too, is the fact that you just were like, this isn't right. Like you can feel that, and a lot of people ignore that shit, and I feel like those are the people that are on friggin' Xanax because they're doing some shit they absolutely hate. I would hate thirty it. years. Yeah, you know, just to be able to afford some shit or whatever, you know, pay yeah. their bills. But Red Bull is, I mean, the coolest events, like Red Bull is the shit as a company. 
Like yeah. the the best events I've ever gone to. I've been yeah, to a sure. lot of events, like X Fighters. The best. Fucking yeah, I haven't been there. Um, I some of the people I work with uh, got to, actually Andrew and Katrina. You met them this, yeah. this weekend. They got to go to X Fighters. They said it was amazing. Yeah, like amazing. Um, I know we have you know a bunch of our friends that you know that have been there. I I've been I've been ridden. I mean in Madrid. I've been to other X Fighters, but I've been one in Madrid. Right. Um, they said that's like the. It was just amazing. And one of the things that interested me that Andrew said, he was like, they just know kind of how to be fans at that event. You know, like the people are just so pumped up and just going yeah. crazy. I want to go check that out. One time. I went, I was on the floor with Javier for like, he was the first run of qualifiers. And mm-hmm. uh, so I was on the floor for like intro. We came out while the opening ceremonies and stuff were going on. Like, so they ride around with the bulls and all that. And they come back out. And then we immediately turn around and went right back in. So I'm in there for like the end of opening ceremonies and stuff. And there's some rally or a Dakar driver guy driving some gnarly truck around the floor. Just <laughs> all this shit. And, I'm on the floor and the whole place is chanting and I'm like, I'm pretty much 98% done with my career and I'm like, I need to figure out some kind of, <laughs> <laughs> I need to figure something else out this is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, maybe that's where I went to the comedy route is because it's still some kind of a, obviously there's tons of building there, but. So well, like, and you have a creative outlet and you've always had like sort of a knack, you know, for pontificating in a funny way. You know? I feel like now I understand my, why my sense of humor is the way it is a little bit more. Because it's weird, and I'll even tell stuff in a show, I'll tell stuff, and people will stare at me, and then it's like my reaction to what I just said, which is actually what ends up making them laugh, where it's <laughs> like, I'm not, I didn't think that was a punchline, but apparently. apparently yeah, well, I mean, that's a huge part of comedy, it's just like, facial expressions, and exactly you know, delivery, and timing, obviously, it's not just like, reading out of 101 jokes for, for Clint's book. Right. <laughs> Right. Yeah. And I'm realizing like uh, the way that you people like their comedians to be ripping on themselves a lot. Yeah. So it's like, it's like so I always have like I'll I'll have an issue that I want to um, talk about, but it's really basically figuring out how to deliver it to people so that it's not like if you seem arrogant at all, it doesn't work. It has to be like kind of a rip on yourself in order for like people to find it funny. I feel like it's weird. You should do the opposite and just go out and be like, I'm the shit. Everybody (laughs) would just stare at you. (laughs) Uh, I rode, I tell people this I rode freestyle motocross and traveled the country for the most like during IFMAs or ramp to ramp IFMAs while Jersey Shore was on TV. And everybody that I talked to, that was their everybody's reference. And I'm just like, yeah. Fuck. You motherfucker. Well, a lot of people, if I go somewhere else, they're like, oh, Nashville, I, I like that show. I don't know why I just gave the person from out of town a country accent. <laughs> 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 I've never even seen the show. 
You know what I mean? They're like, what do you think about Laura Jane or something like that? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know anything about it. I'm sure you don't know anything about that Jersey Shore except for they're getting fist fights and they like, they, they, uh, what, uh, what is it? Uh, they're down the, yeah, down the, down the fuck. Yeah, DTF. DTF. They yeah. also do, they, they do go to the gym, they tan, and they do laundry. That's sick, bro. That's sick. Blue and Bravo, that's all he does, baby. <laughs> <laughs> he might. I don't know. He's, he's got a baby now. Damn, baby Bravo. Got cut out tanning, huh? Nah, you can still tan babies. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> he has like a baby. There's like a baby mark on his chest because he's just holding the baby. <laughs> Put like a Playboy thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Um, what did you think about like uh, MX of Nations? Man, I you know I, I texted you a couple times about it. I I, I like Cole Seeley. I, I do. Um, and obviously Zacho's done doing great this year. Yeah, but his, Seeley's not an outdoor guy. No, and he's and he's not a, like a he's not a top number one dude. You know? Yeah. He's like a number three dude, like pretty consistently. Right. Or three three to seven. You know what I mean? He's a, I would uh, really love to be a Cole Seely. I'd be fine with that. I like, people like to talk shit. Any day, I'd take his speed. Fucking. Yeah, no shit. Like, he's fast as hell. Like, <laughs> but for that international type of win, you know, we would need, I'm going to be honest, I don't know. I didn't know who the hell Thomas Covington was. I've been watching MXGPs and that's the only reason. But he's only turned it on in the last, like, six races of the year. I didn't know who the fuck he was until three quarters of the way through the MXGP series either. I didn't know who he was until a couple weeks ago. And he, they're like, Thomas Covington on the, on the MX Nations. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, because everybody silly. said no. So that kid's like 19, right? Or 20, mm-hmm. something like that. They put that dude on, the four, on a 450. <laughs> we didn't have much of a shot this year, obviously, um, which is really disappointing. I was at uh, um, Thunder Valley um, when it was Canard, uh, Andrew Short, and Dungey. That was pretty freaking awesome. Um, Where was but that? But next year at, in uh, Denver, Colorado. This is 2010. That was a what? MX of Nations? Yeah, MX of Nations oh. at Thunder Valley. Was it cool, the international race in the U.S.? Was it what? Cool. Like, here's my thing. Yeah. I would love to awesome. go to an MX of Nations, but I feel like to truly get the experience, you got to go to one in Europe or something. See, I, I, that's, I've heard that before, and I'm going to be From honest. From me, the, the, on Saturday. Sorry. I mean, I've heard that before. <laughs> but um, the the – the MX of Nations in Denver, it was cool and the racing was great, but it wasn't like the party atmosphere that I sort of expected. Now next year, the MX of Nations is going to be at Redbud, and like me and my dad and like brothers and Nelson and everybody, we've already got a plan. Like we're going for sure. Like Redbud Motocross Des Nations is going to be a sick party. Have you ever been to? You've been to Redbud like the no. national, right? Really? Yeah. My brother is banned from Michigan because of the Redbud national. <laughs> Seriously, no, no shit. Like when I was 16, or I probably when he was 16, I was like 15, 
he was like 17 and my other buddy was like 21 we drove up there for the national and we get there and there's like a like a full-blown riot going on man i never seen some shit like this before the night before the before the race there's like fire pits everywhere and like people are throwing uh people are throwing like couches that they brought from home i guess in the fire some huge dude ddt's a tent off a van like right next to me me and my brothers and, and my other dude, we all shaved mohawks in our head, got wasted. We're running around, we're drunk. And then my brother takes a full can like of beer like this, like a full. And he sees these cops and he throws it. And some one in a million shot, this full can of beer, bam, just knocks this cop and like lays him out. I mean, it's probably fucked him up pretty bad. And I look over and I'm like, oh, shit. I look over and Lance is standing there. And this, like, 250-pound cop is, like, two feet away in full stride, going for Lance, tackles him. And I see Lance, his back, like, falls backwards. Like, his, his the back of his head, like, goes to his butt. And they tackle him. And then um, they arrest him. And I'm like, where are you taking him? They're like, we're taking this motherfucker down to the jail. And then he told, he didn't have any ID on him, he told the police that his name was Brian Deegan. And they fingerprinted him. Under the name Brian Deegan, and then we bailed him out under that name. I guess they had so many people there they didn't really like. I don't know what the deal was, but he were like, we can. He can just never go back to Mission. Mission. I mean, it's probably statute of limitations by now. It's been like like twelve, thirteen years. But yeah, we bailed him out. We watched the race the next day and left. And then uh, <laughs> yeah, Lance pretty much banned from there, as far as we know. He hasn't been back in the states since. That was a crazy. Anyways. The point is, Red Blood is going to be fucking crazy for the destination <laughs> stuff. You got to go. So we were having go. an argument that Red Bull is crazier than uh, Unadilla in the 90s or the early 2000s. I mean, Red Bull is just <laughs> so renowned for it. Or not Red Bull. Red Blood is just so re- so renowned for the party. Uh, I find it hard to top. But I heard that Bud's Creek designations was crazy my brother and my dad went to that race. Yeah. Uh, they said that the racing was awesome too. Uh, but I don't know. I never, I never made it to you, Dilla. Dilla was fun. They, they tamed it down a bunch. I mean, although we didn't, I camped there last year, but we just camped at the bar, like right uh, by the entrance, like a hundred yards from the entrance. But back in the day, I went there, went to, I went to, well, I went to a bunch, but Binghamton and uh, Unadilla and everybody that like didn't uh, qualify would do burnouts on boards and shit. And then everybody would get drunk and they'd like garbage cans on fire and shit. People would be throwing whole cans of contact cleaner and burning like, 55 gallons garbage can. Yeah. And they had riot police on horses and stuff. Yeah. Just going around everywhere, riot, riot helmets and everything. Yeah. All right, so Dilla probably was pretty close. Dilla was good. I remember I was just like, this is insane. I was young. You know, I'm like 21 at the time, probably. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? But, yeah, they mellowed it out. Now it's not quite like what it was. Although I didn't go down into the pet into the pits uh, this year or last year. So I'm not sure. Well, we'll have to get we'll you together and go to to Red Blood for the yeah, destinations. That sounds- well, just, anyone that's listening, let's just get let's just get fucked up at the destinations. Get a huge uh, set up a huge like area. We're gonna be in parking lot and camping lot. Like, what yeah. are you gonna do? Get a 
uh, RV or something? Yeah, no, we're getting RV. Plus, we could like we could do like a podcast with a bunch of people. We could get some some of the racers. I mean, not not probably not the three racers that are going to be racing, but we can get some people that are coming there. I'm sure there'll be plenty of people that are coming to watch it. Yeah, we can do a podcast thing. Um, maybe we're gonna have to get Turbo Nuts in on this thing then. Yeah, where the fuck is he at? Yeah, I don't know. Swim practice apparently went really long. Yeah, that's swim practice gets you every time, buddy. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> I um fucking left work. It took me like two hours, oh, well, an hour and forty-five minutes to go like ten miles. That is garbage, man. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't deal with that. Well, it's normally that's the worst that I've seen. I finally was just like, fuck it, I'm just gonna get off. Well, Bethany went to school by there, so she like knew a bunch of back roads, but she keeps she's like, get on this road and that road and I'm like already frustrated, like this is too much for me to take in, right? This way does not work too well for you. Well, so it always wants to direct you back onto the friggin' I mean Waze, I don't have Waze downloaded in my phone. But I have well obviously regular maps, but it's always trying to route you back onto the highway. Yeah, you gotta use Waze. Supercross down there. That was yeah, so sick. They're, Nashville they're Supercross. They're talking about it for the first time ever. They're talking about it because they did a Monster Truck show for the first time, um, like, a, like a year or two ago. Well, I, I was looking at. I was waiting because I know I talked to you and your brother or you the last time I was down there, and uh, I was like, wait, when the schedule came out, I was like, uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> Lance was the one that my brother was the one that was telling me about that they were talking about. Well, he said he went to some meeting or something, and uh, yeah, he was the meeting. What was that like a city meeting or something? Probably Lance is on that kind of shit. Both of you guys are too smart. Fuck you, both of you. You man, fuck you. You're too smart. You just can't spell. That doesn't mean you're dumb. (laughs) True, I know. That's I'm trying to work that into a joke too. You know the fact that now that. You have to basically be good on paper and computers or you're retarded, you know? Like 200 years ago, if you – somebody's like, that, see that? I got myself an automobile. And he's like, well, how the fuck are you going to fix that fan-dangled thing if anything happens? And he's like, fucking Billy down the street can take that thing apart, fix it, put it back together. He's a goddamn genius. <laughs> you know, now it's like – can he type? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Does he know the difference between there, there, and there, and what is a noun yeah. and a pronoun? <laughs> I mean, there, there, and there is pretty easy. I mean, I get it. It's pre- it is pretty self-explanatory, but it's like, yeah. You know, our language. All right, man. Well, nuts. He sucks. All right, I will. He just you just told him. No, he's not listening to this, but it's fine. Yeah. All right. Later, buddy. Love you. Hopefully we get together. All right. Peace. Later, everybody else. Bye.
Bye, guys. Trying to start the stream.